Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. The Degenerate Derek Podcast. Yo. Yo. What's up? It's me, Derek, your host of the Degenerate Derek Podcast. I'm back season three, episode 15. It is officially the NFL week five preview show that I I feel like I'm going to have to start pushing back. Because with this COVID thing, it's like throwing shit off. Some of these games have been completely taken off the board because they don't know if they're going to happen or not because players are testing positive all over the league. I just saw a Raiders player test positive. I know uh, Gilmore from the Patriots tested positive. I don't think anybody else from the team has tested. The Titans are in like deep shit. I don't even know if their game with the Bills are going to happen Sunday, which would be two weeks in a row for the Titans. Except for the difference is this week, the NFL might actually just make the Titans forfeit their game because they sent out these new COVID-19 protocol-like list, and they're basically saying that if we find out you have not followed these rules to a T, we're not going to reschedule your game. We're just going to make you forfeit because the NFL is trying to get through this season one way or another, and I, I just feel like it's it's kind of it's obviously affecting the betting market but it's affecting like the information that I can get earlier in the week. Like right now it's Wednesday. It is noon on a Wednesday when I'm recording this. And so, like, there's a ton of these games, like um, Broncos Patriots. It, it kind of has a line, but a lot of places have been taken off the board. Dolphins 49ers. I, I don't have a line on that one right now. Uh, Bills Titans. I know there's lines somewhere available, but I'm just going across like what the main sources are. And there's a bunch of these games that aren't even on the board because they don't know if they're even going to happen. So I might I might need to think about pushing this podcast back. I know it's supposed to come out on Mondays and Thursdays, but I might have to do at least Friday just so I can give myself some time to get this information cuz I can't be I can't be dicking around all year. I'm 12 and 14, 12 14 and 1 on the year. That's Sunday and Monday night picks. I went 1 and 1 this past Monday even though I should have been 2 and 0. Oh. I really should have. I gave out the Patriots plus ten and a half. No reason that I should not have covered in that game. Patriots looked awesome. If it wasn't for Brian Hoyer just being a complete fuckhead, I definitely cover that game. But unfortunately, I did not. And uh, the Chiefs pulled away and you know covered. I think they won by sixteen or something like that. I gave out the Packers against the Falcons. That was easy money. So I went one and one, and that moves my record to twelve, fourteen, and one on the year. Now, technically, that Patriots-Chiefs game shouldn't have happened Monday night because that game was postponed due to COVID. So the only Monday night game that should have happened is the Falcons and the Packers, which I nailed, which would have made me still undefeated on Monday night football. But whatever. It had to come to an end at some point. Patriots cost me there. Refs cost me there. And uh, I lost my first Monday night football game of the year. But luckily, the Packers made up for it in the game after 
So one and one again. That's twelve, fourteen, and one overall on the year. Now Sunday I went one and four. Last Sunday I went one and four. So it's back to back one and four weekends. I'm obviously not happy about that. I am in a much better mood though for this podcast because I have been grinding all week, doing my homework, putting in the time to look up the information, watch these games. That way I can give an evaluation with my eyeballs and with what the stats say. So hopefully I give out five decent picks this week. I like them. But again, this is being recorded on Wednesday at noon. And there's a lot of information that still isn't available yet. Like, I want to look at that that Falcons and that Panthers game. But I can't get an injury report, an accurate one, to save my, my life. Like, I've read on three different sites... Two of them say Julio Jones isn't playing. One of them says that he he probably is playing. All right, that's kind of a big deal if Julio Jones is in the game or not, especially with an 0-4 Falcons team. You know, I kind of like the Falcons there. Eventually, they got to get on. They're not going to be an 0-16 team, right? So when are they going to win? They're going to win these games when they're favored by one or two against the Panthers. I kind of like the Falcons, but if Julio Jones isn't playing, I don't know how much I like the Falcons, so... That kind of information matters. But anyways, I might still have to put that on my board because I don't know if I can field five picks without it. All right? I really don't. I need these games. I need to know who's playing and who's not. The fuck am I going to do? How am I going to do the five picks that I have a heart on for if I don't have five accurate games? Because I, I tell you what games I'm not betting on. I'm not betting on the Cowboys and the Giants. So what side do you bet there? Giants have the worst offense in the league, and then the Cowboys have the worst defense in the league. So who prevails? Cowboys are favored by 11. They're 1-3, and three, and they're favored by 11. How does that make sense? Well, obviously because, you know, they're scoring like 38 points a game or something like that. So that's why they're favored by 11, and the Giants are scoring like 11 points a game. So that's how you get that number there. But still, it's like, do you really feel comfortable betting on the Cowboys? I know I don't. But what I feel comfortable betting on those shitty Giants, I can't believe they covered last week against the Rams. That might be their, they might not win a game all year, and that might be their most impressive thing is that they covered as, I believe, 13-point dogs against the Rams or something like that. But yeah, there are only a few good games on this weekend, though, just as far as viewing-wise goes. Uh, I'm excited to see the Bengals and the Ravens. I got a pick in that game coming up. What else am I excited to see? I'm Obviously, I want to watch the Cowboys game. Damn, there really isn't a lot of good games this weekend. Thursday night football has a great game. Bucks and Bears. That should be a lot of fun. Both teams three and one. Bucks opened up the week as two and a half point favorites in that game. It's went all the way up to five and a half. And now I've seen it back down to right now on most books, I think it's currently four. I have seen a lot of Bucks minus three and a half out there. So you might be able to get three and a half if you're looking to bet on the Bucks. I will say that 83% of the money is on the Bucks. So that kind of worries you sometimes when so much is on one side. And why would the line come down from five and a half if all that money was being bet on the Bucks? Usually that would make the line go up. Unless Vegas knows something that we don't. I like the Bucks Thursday night for sure. Just because the Bears are a team that really doesn't blitz. They only blitz like 18% of the time. If you let Tom Brady sit back there, you can't get the, a whole lot of pressure on him. Uh, he's going to pick you apart. He's coming off. Tom's coming off his best game. 
against the Chargers last week, threw for 369 yards and five touchdowns. He's obviously getting better every single week. The Bears, you know, coming off a tough loss against the Colts in a game they were absolutely dominated in. They lose that game 19 to 11. That was my only win of the week was the Colts. Shout out to them. I appreciate that. I told you when Nick Foles is handed the reins, when when Nick Foles is told, you're our guy, you're the franchise, he kind of, uh, he's not the same as when he's the backup. And again, if you didn't listen to Monday's po- podcast, I pointed out that yes, he won a Super Bowl, you know, and he took him through the playoffs with the Eagles that year, but he was still the backup quarterback. It was just that Carson Wentz was out for the year. That's why he had to be the starter. All right, that technically still wasn't his team, and that was proven in the offseason when he went to Jacksonville. So, still, I don't care what you say, he was not a starter even when he won the Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl as a backup quarterback. When the team is handed over to him the way the Bears have, he folds, and I think he folds on Thursday night. I don't think the Bears have enough uh, defense to stop Tom Brady. Tom Brady's got too many weapons. I'm hoping, you know, again, it's not, it doesn't know if Chris Godwin's going to play. It looks like Mike Evans is going to play. Uh, the tight end for the Bucks, OJ Howard, tore his Achilles. Bucks still got a lot of weapons. Doesn't matter. Who's that little Scotty ass dude that I, I, I think his name is actually Scotty that uh, Tom's been throwing to? I mean, that's like his new Edelman. He always finds these short, fast white guys that he loves to throw to. So I love the Bucks on Thursday night football. I think the Bears are a fake three and one team, and I think that will show up. But that's not one of my official picks because I don't use Thursday night games as any of my official picks. That's just you know, I, I am betting. I am betting on the Bucks minus four is what I've locked them in at. So that's what side I'm on. All right, let's get into the five picks that I have a hard on for. Brought to you by Blue Chew. Inbox was a little slow this week. I didn't get anything that was noteworthy enough for me to bring on the podcast. Not that you have to be insulting every time. I just didn't find anything really that interesting. Again, I'm getting I get a lot of repetitive messages asking basically essentially the same thing where I bet at those kind of things, which I've answered, you know, a hundred million times. If you want to know where to bet, Google it. All right. Use that old Google. It'll bring up a hundred million online sites that are reputable. Do your research on that one. So yeah, if you want to message me, feel free. It is uh, BMS underscore Derek on Twitter, D-E-R-E-K. And then it's the same on Instagram, or uh, you can always email me, Derek at kissrocks.com. Okay? That is how you can get a hold of me if you have a certain question for the podcast. Gambling question, whatever. Let's move on to Sunday's games. First pick for the five picks I have a heart on for, brought to you by Blue Chew. If you need an enhancement for the bedroom, and you want to get it discreetly, be sure to check out bluechew.com. They are the official sponsor of the Degenerate Derek podcast. I appreciate them very, very much. Number one. Bengals on the road taking on the Ravens. This, to me, is going to be a fun game. But the odds makers apparently do not think so. The Bengals come into the year or come into the game 1-2-1 one, and one on the year. Uh, they're 3-1 and one against the spread. Just throwing that out there. Bengal or uh, Ravens, of course, are uh, three and one, and then they're two and two against the spread on the year. I like this. I like the Bengals here at plus thirteen. I like for this to be Joe Burrow has. I mean, that kid is just a winner, bro. He slings it. He is out there doing his thing. 
And he, him, along with Joe Mixon, they are, listen, they are a deadly combo. And Ravens, you know, they haven't blown the doors off uh, off anyone. All right, they've won their games. Some of them they've won handily. They obviously got manhandled by the Chiefs. I thought the game against Washington, uh, one, they didn't cover. Most people had uh, Ravens at minus 14. They did not cover that game. Two, Washington was really within striking distance a few times in that game if they had a capable quarterback, which, speaking of Washington, Dwayne Haskins has officially been moved to third string on uh, the Washington football team. Kyle Allen's going to start this Sunday, and Alex Smith is now the backup. So I believe the Dwayne Haskins era in Washington has officially come to an end with that. And if you watch him on tape, it's nothing against the guy, but it's pretty obvious on why that should happen. He only throws screen passes or, you know, little swing passes or that stupid, the stupid fucking play that I hate in the NFL where it's the wide receiver screen. I swear, you you rarely see him throw the ball even five yards down the field. I've seen him make a, a, a few great throws down the field. He just, he doesn't trust himself or he doesn't trust his receivers. Whatever the problem is, the main issue in Washington, I feel like, is the quarterback position. And so they have made a change there. But getting back to Ravens and Bengals, because that's the game I'm focused on. I like for the Bengals as a division rival being 13-point dogs. I like for them to keep this game somewhat close, you know? If not, maybe even get a little upset against the Ravens. Would it be that shocking if the Bengals upset the Ravens? In my opinion, no. Bengals have played hard and tough in every single game that they've had this year. Joe Burrow, I mean, some people just have it. Some people are winners. And Joe Burrow has that thing. That dude makes great throws. He makes good decisions. He's a gunslinger. He's not afraid of it. He steps up in the pocket. This dude has taken some licks this year and gotten right back up. He's a tough-ass kid. There's a reason the Bengals chose him number one. And uh, he's definitely made a believer out of me. I've lost against him a couple times this year, and I'm not doing it again. So I'm taking Bengals plus 13 on the road, taking on the Ravens. It's honestly probably my favorite play. Number two. My second pick to me is a very obvious one. And one thing that I've learned this year is when something seems very obvious, that's what you need to go with. See, in years past when you bet on the NFL, it it was almost as if it seemed obvious to you, you would bet the other way because it would just be some trickery shit that happens in the NFL. This year, I don't know if it's because so many defensive penalties are being called, so many defensive PIs or defensive holdings or, you know, just what a shit show this league has become as far as when it comes to the defensive side of the football. But the obvious things seem to happen a lot. And I like the Cardinals minus seven on the road taking on the Jets. I don't like that this is the uh, the second straight road game for the Cardinals. Usually in the NFL, it's a no-no to bet on. Uh, when a team's doing back-to-backs, you just you don't bet the second game of a back-to-back road game, a road trip, I should say. But I like the Cardinals here because they're playing the worst team in the league. The Cardinals are also coming off two straight losses. I don't see the Cardinals losing three times in a row. And if they're going to beat the Jets, you need to beat their ass. I like DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray to get right this game. Carolina kind of held them in check a little bit uh, last week. DeAndre Hopkins did have seven catches on nine targets, but it was only for 41 yards. Uh, the week before against Detroit, he had he caught 10 balls for 137 yards. He's had a good year so far. I know uh, week one, 
against the 49ers. He popped off too. I think he caught like 13, 14, 15 balls or something like that. The Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins thing is working. It hasn't resulted in wins the past couple weeks. DeAndre Hopkins has been banged up. It was almost, he was doubtful for last week against the Panthers. He ended up suiting up and getting out there. Um, I like for them to get right this week against the Jets, who are by far the worst team in football. Adam Gase is should not be uh, coaching anymore. He needs to be with Bill O'Brien and get his ass fired. But fortunately for us, he's still there. And I like for them to get it done against the very bad, very awful New York Jets team. I like the Cardinals here. All right? At minus seven. Number three. I do this. I, I make this pick with no bias involved. It is uh, Eagles are on the road taking on the Steelers. Steelers are minus seven in this game. I'm obviously going with the Steelers. One, because the Eagles were on the road last week against the 49ers. Now they come second second week in a row. They got to travel to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a real defense. They really get pressure on you. They might have the best front seven of football. Maybe the best front four. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but all I know is that Bud Dupree... And uh, T.J. Watt, they get after your asshole. Okay, that's what they. That's just what they do. And because they put so much pressure on you, it forces it, the secondary doesn't have to play that good. And with how banged up the Eagles are, why would you not take the Steelers here minus seven? Steelers are absolutely the right play. I don't care that the Eagles won last week. It was impressive just because of how bad the Eagles are. You know their receivers. I mean, you couldn't. They don't have a receiver on their team that anybody even knows. They're all practice squad guys. So I give Carson Wentz credit. I give the Eagles credit for beating the 49ers. Even though the 49ers had their backup quarterback and eventually went to their third string because their backup was doing so bad, and they're decimated on the defensive side of the ball. But still, nonetheless, I give the Eagles credit for going into San Francisco and getting that win. It was impressive. But this week they got to come and play a team that's coming off an unexpected bye week because last week the Steelers were supposed to play the Titans that didn't happen because the Titans got all oh, got COVID or whatever. So Steelers are coming in. They got a little extra week to, you know, heal up whatever little minor injuries they may have. And they're going to tee off against this Eagles team. I like the Steelers very much. That actually might be my favorite play, but I like the Steelers at minus seven. Let's go on to the fourth pick I have a hard on for, brought to you by Blue Chew. Number four. Again, let me just tell you that this week is I like I I've done my homework all week. Like I like my picks, but I'm just saying, like some of these games being taken off the board, you don't know if they're going to happen or they're not going to happen because of COVID. It just makes it really challenging to find five picks. My first three picks that I gave out, I love all three of those picks. These next two, let me just you know give you a heads up. I'm kind of on the fence about. It. I like them, but I don't love them like I love the first three picks. And if you do gamble, like if you actually are betting on the NFL, if I could give you any solid piece of advice, it's don't bet on five games. I give out five picks because this is a podcast and it's, you know, just having a good time. I want to provide at least, you know, 20, 30 minutes of content for you. But if you're if you're serious about trying to grind out a profit in the NFL, I would highly, highly recommend to pick one or two games a week that you really like really zone in on those games and focus all of your betting on those one or two games that you like. Cause I promise you, you're going to come out much more profitable than you ever would by betting on five. I mean, nobody, no professional bets on five games a week. They just don't do it. Like they're not going to spread their money out like that. It's, 
it's it's a dumb way of doing business. So if you could take any advice from me, any legitimate, honestly, just try to hone in on one or two games that you like and pick those games. But with that said, this is the five picks I have a heart on for brought to you by Blue Chew, and this is pick number four. I like the Washington football team at home taking on the Los Angeles Rams. The Washington football team is seven and a half point dogs. I, I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier that I feel like the main issue with Washington has been the quarterback play. They have a great running back who literally does everything. What's his name? Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson, I literally have watched him the past two or three weeks catch every pass, get every... I mean, this, this guy makes people miss. He's tough. He is... He, he, he might be Washington's best offensive player. I don't know. He's up there. Literally, the kid can do it all. But I've been so impressed by him. I like for them in this spot to come out and, you know, it's kind of a motivational thing. I, I, I think the team recognizes that Dwayne Haskins is not giving them the best chance to win football games. And I think they've become frustrated with Dwayne Haskins. I think Ron, Riverboat Ron, is it Rivera? I always mess up his last name. I think he has a great feel for his locker room and players. He's a player's coach. And so he's not going to make a move that would just disrupt the locker room. He's making a move that's saying, hey, guys, I feel like the guy who has been under center has not put us in the best position to win football games, and we want to move off that so that we can get a guy in there that does. Now, is Kyle Allen the answer? I don't know. We'll see on Sunday. I'd like to kind of see Alex Smith. I really would like to see Alex Smith take the field again. I think that would be really badass, especially coming off of his brutal uh, leg break that he had. But yeah, the Rams last week, I feel like the Rams are, it's not that they're fake. Because the Rams do do things really, they do some things really well. I just think Jared Goff is just a guy that, you know, Washington has the has the ability to get pressure on your ass. They really do. And they have the ability to get pressure on you with four guys. So it really counts. It's really, that's what it comes down to. Can they make Jared Goff feel uncomfortable? And I feel like Washington can do that. Now, does Washington win the game? I don't need them to. They're seven and a half point dogs. I just need them to make it a football game. Maybe maybe the Rams do sneak out of there with a win. But I like the underdog in this spot. I like for them to go out there and play hard. I don't think they're going to be discouraged by the benching of Dwayne Haskins. Again, if you've watched these Washington games, you have to. if you're a Washington fan, you have to just be completely fed up with the way that Dwayne Haskins plays that position. His screen, wide receiver screen, all like it's just it's not a pick that I totally absolutely love, but it is a pick I'm gonna be betting on because I'm giving it out on the podcast, and that's my rule. If I give it out on the podcast, I have to bet on it. And it is a pick that I do like. I don't think it's a pick that a lot of people are gonna, you know, look to or be on. They're probably gonna take the Rams. I just don't think the Rams have done anything to warrant being a seven and a half point road favorite being a seven and a half point road favorite in the NFL. That just means you are a dominant team. And I just don't see that with the Rams. I mean, they struggled last week against the giants and the giants are well documented to be one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. So give me Washington a plus seven and a half home dog against the Rams. That's, that's my fourth pick fifth and final pick that I have a hard on for, brought to you by Blue Chew. Number five. Let me just tell you where my head's at with this fifth and final pick. So 
I kind of like the Jaguars plus six on the road taking on the Texans just because the Texans are on four. I know they fired their head coach and they'll probably come out. They can't, you know, do you see the Texans going on five? I, I really don't, but until they, yeah, I wouldn't bet on the Jags. I just wouldn't do it. No, thank you. Especially after how disgusting Gardner Minshew was last week in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, that team really, really, really pisses me off. You know what? Fuck it. Part of me wanted to bet on the Colts minus two, taking on the Browns. I'm not going to take the obvious Seahawks minus seven at home against the Vikings, even though I should, because you take what's obvious this year. I'm going to go fuck it, man. I'm going to go. I'm going to die on this hill. This is the team I bet on the most this year. And people are probably going to fucking laugh, but I'm going to take the Falcons minus two at home against the Panthers. I just don't feel like the Falcons are an 0-5 team. All right? Am I fucking wrong? Am I just beating myself in the head by keep by keep uh, betting on the Falcons? Yes. But to be fair, I didn't bet on the Falcons Monday night. I went against them and I won. So some might argue, you know, I bet on the Falcons against the Cowboys and they covered that spread. So maybe I got a beat on the Falcons, okay? All right? Maybe I do. But this literally will be my fifth week in a row where the Falcons have made the five picks I have a heart on for brought to you by Blue Chew. I just don't know what else to bet. I don't feel comfortable with anything else. So I like the Falcons minus two at home against the Panthers simply because I just don't feel like the Falcons are an 0-5 football team. And if they lose the game on Sunday, that is what they will be. They will be 0-5. And And that to me would just be insane. So those are the five picks that I have a heart on for. Uh, I appreciate you downloading. I appreciate you tuning in. Oh, yeah, I got to do Daniel's picks. Sorry, I had to uh, record Daniel's dumbass dipshit Daniel's picks at home because he took forever to send them to me because he's not professional. He's a cuck. By the way, Sunday is his birthday. So, Daniel, if you hear this, I don't give a shit. You don't need to text me and tell me it's your birthday Sunday. I'm a grown man. You're a grown man. Okay? Cut that shit out. Thanks. Here's... Dipshit Daniels picks. So he's got the Colts minus two, like the fucking square cuck he is. Ooh, okay. He went. His next pick is not cuckish. His next pick is ballsy. He's taking the Raiders plus 13 against the Chiefs. Hey, that's some balls. I'll give it to Daniel because Dan- I've seen Daniel's penis, and Daniel is all balls. Literally, he's all. I've never seen a smaller one in my life. Uh, next pick, he's got Jacksonville plus six, taking on the Texans. And he's got the Seattle Seahawks minus seven against the Vikings. And he's got the New York Jets plus seven uh, against the Cardinals. So the only game we're going head-to-head in is that New York Cardinals game. And I know why he bet on New York. He bet on New York because Sam Darnold's out and Joe Flacco. Elite Joe Flacco is taking over for the Jets. So those are dumbass Daniels, five picks. Uh, he went 2-2-1 two, two, and one last week. Uh, he went 3-2 and two the week before. He is beating me. It, it, it's pathetic, but he, he will not finish the year ahead of me. I promise you that. There's just no way I lose to this cuck two times in a row. All right, those are dipshit Daniel's picks. Now let's get back to the podcast. And again, my picks are number one, I have the Bengals plus 13. I'm sorry. I have the Bengals plus 13 and a half. Not plus 13. I have them plus 13 and a half against the Ravens. 
My second pick is the Cardinals minus seven on the road against the Jets. My third pick, another pick that I absolutely love, is the Steelers minus seven at home taking on the Eagles. My fourth pick is the Washington football team plus seven and a half at home taking on the Rams. And my fifth and final pick I have a hard on for brought to you by Blue Chew is the Falcons minus two at home. I feel really good about three of those five picks. Again, up 12, 14, and one on the year. Let's get some money this weekend, all right? Especially with those first three picks I gave you. Let's get some W's. I feel really positive. I feel really good. Don't forget, you can always reach out to me. I love when you guys share your plays with me, especially Sunday morning. It's one of my favorite things to go through Twitter and see all the people that have tagged me and the things that they're betting on. I really appreciate the interaction about the podcast. Uh, The downloads, the subscriptions, it, it really means everything to me. It really means a whole lot, and I could not stress that enough to you guys. Thank you so much for that. Thank you to Blue Chew, my sponsor, and I will be back on Monday to recap this shit show. All right? I hope you guys have a great weekend. And I'll see you Monday. The Degenerate Derek Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. If you think you have a gambling problem, stop listening to f***ing podcast and get help. Seriously. The Degenerate Derek Podcast.